This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 47, Embracing Femininity. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hi there, Miss Unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of the show. So excited to have you here today. I have a special guest. Her name is Nora Wendell, and she is a feminine magnetism expert. Yes, that is a thing, my friend. Let me tell you how I found Nora. So I was just randomly online one day and looking through just pictures of a lot of different entrepreneurs. And Nora's picture stood out to me among hundreds. And I thought, who is this woman? She draws me in. And I clicked on her link, read her bio, and I thought, man, I really like what this woman is all about. I've been looking for someone to talk about feminine energy for a while now, and I just hadn't found the right person. Then I go to her website, loved it even more. All her photos, you could just feel this strength and yet this femininity about her. And I thought this woman is embodying the ideal balance between a feminine and masculine energy, which let me tell you is very hard to do. And then I dug even deeper, listened to some of her stuff, followed her, of course, on Instagram, got all the vibes going of who she was, loved her, reached out to her, said, I want to have you on my show. She, of course, said, yes, here we are. And she dropped so many bombs on this interview. Oh, my goodness. It is jam-packed full. She talks about when you are living in a more masculine energy space and how to know what that feels like and how to tap in that feminine energy. She talks about sex. So yes, we're going there today. So don't have little ears around and how you can embrace your feminine energy more in your relationships and why sex is so controversial and how we can heal some of those beliefs that we have around sex so we can feel more feminine and have a better sex life and relationship life. Oh my gosh, what else do we cover? We talk about just what it's like to live in that feminine energy. She talks about having a decade of anxiety and not even being able to leave her house at some points because she had so much anxiety and then went on this personal development journey and embracing this feminine energy and oh, so much goodness in this one. So this episode is for really anybody, but it's especially for those who are ambitious women who are just kind of in this go, go, go mentality, which, you know, we're all taught that from a very young age is that's how you're successful is you hustle and you work hard and you're just constantly going and producing and, you know, hitting those goals, right? And there's a time when that works for a while and then you kind of burn out. 
And you may even have periods where you're doing good and then you burn out again and then you do well. And I know I was there. And it wasn't until, gosh, a year or two years ago when I thought, I've got to figure out a different way of living because this is not working for me. And I went on this whole feminine energy journey and learning about how to work as a woman because most of us have been taught how to work as men and it just does not work for a lot of women. And so this is content I've been wanting to share with you for a while now to start to embrace this because I see a lot of these problems with my clients and in my audience of just this hustle, hustle, go, go, go. You know, you either even see other personal development people out there, especially other women saying, hey, let's hustle it up. And it's like, whoa, that is not the way to work anymore. Um, And so again, this is why I want to bring Nora on and her to share her wisdom with you. She talks about some journaling exercises in here that are pure gold, so much so that I'm going to have a printable in the show notes of those journaling exercises because those really work. I've used them in my own life. They are amazing, so you'll want to check that out. And again, there's just so much into this, and hopefully you're drawn in with just the title alone of that embracing your femininity and all that fun stuff because this interview is jam-packed. Now, let me just tell you a little bit more about Nora before we get into the interview. So Nora Wendell is an expert in connection, relationships, and confidence. She is an NLP practitioner, landmark graduate, authentic relating master, and has extensive training in embodied dance therapies. She helps transform women's relationships from failing to flourishing, starting with a relationship they have with themselves. She coaches women and men one-on-one, runs online workshops worldwide, and has yearly retreats in Bali helping women in particular feel confident, sexy, and free in their lives. She also does these really cool branding sessions for women Um, especially women entrepreneurs that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So she does it all in regards to helping women really embrace this feminine energy. And I hope you love this interview as much as I did. So without further ado, here's my interview with Nora Wendell. Nora, thanks so much for joining us on the Become a Supple Woman podcast. I just told the listeners about how I met you in the intro and all about you. And I love your energy. You know, you and I were just talking before we hit record about how your photos are magnetic. And the first few times I saw you, I said, I have to bring this woman on the show. So you are embodying what you teach very well of this feminine magnetism. Can you kind of tell us what you would define feminine magnetism to be? Mm, first of all, hi, everybody. I am so excited to be sharing what I love so much. And don't get me wrong, it's taken me a while to get here, too. It wasn't overnight, okay? So if you're, like, listening to this thinking, oh, why aren't I there yet? Why aren't I feel, feeling feminine or magnetic? Don't worry. It's a process, all right? And let me share with you what is a magnetic woman, okay? And it's a woman who truly owns who she is in all parts of her. And she has this underlying self-worth and self-confidence so that she feels so wildly free within herself. And that when she goes into any situation or any place that she turns heads because people pick up on her energy and they go, wow, who is she? Because she like rocks up and she owns herself. Yeah. The first person that comes to mind when I think of that is Jennifer Lopez. 
You see, I mean, she turns heads, right? It's just yes. like she knows who she is. She's like, I am worth it. Beyonce is another one like that, right? Another beautiful woman who's just like, I got it, right? And somewhere along the line, we were told that we weren't worthy as women, right? And I, I coach women, so I, I don't know anything about men, masculine, the masculine like that in terms of worthiness. But it's like somewhere we weren't born with the idea that we weren't worthy. Somewhere along the line in our childhood, something happened to us and we were told, you know what, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you need to be a little bit quieter. You know, it's all these programmings that are keeping us from owning everything we want in this life. Yeah, not to mention we're seeing women around us, our mothers and other figures, and they're miserable (laughs) and they are not owning their own power. And so that's what I was modeled. And so I just thought, oh, okay, you know, this is just how it is, is that we complain and we nag and we're miserable. And then I started to wake up to a new way of living of maybe I don't need to be miserable all the time, right? Or I was like, this does not work for us. So how can we cultivate that feminine radiance or magnetism? Mm. Well, it's really a feeling, okay? And um, our whole life is based on feelings. And when I teach manifestation, manifestation is nothing but feeling what you want in the future right now. And what I always say is that when you can tune into feeling magnetic and feeling radiant, that's when it will start to show on the outside too. Now, I just want to backtrack a little bit and talk what I actually define what is being a woman, what is being feminine. And and feminine doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's like flowy dresses, like all long hair. Like we have that kind of picture because that's how society painted it for us. But being feminine is nurturing, it's caring, it's beauty, it's being playful, okay? All of these are the qualities of the feminine. And actually just sharing that right now, I got goosebumps because I'm like, yes, that feels so good even just to talk about it. So even if you're in a corporate job, how can you bring more of that into your life, all right? And then you'll start to kind of feel more feminine and less rigid. And um, I was actually brought up in India and went uh, and, and, and in Nepal. And so I have a lot of history and philosophy based on uh, Hinduism, okay? And in, in, in India, the feminine, the female is called Shakti, okay? And she is pure vibration. She is movement. And the masculine is called Shiva. He's pure consciousness, okay? And the world cannot be created without the union of the two. But when you think about, you know, if you're so rigid and things are stuck in your life and you're not moving forward, that means you haven't been moving the energy around. So how do you cultivate radiance is really tuning into the things that make you feel really good. And I'm sure off the top of your head, if I asked you right now, name three things that you absolutely love doing, which brings such a big smile to your face, that right there is radiance. Yeah. It goes back to an exercise I do with my clients, Nora. We call it the do you list of all the things they love to do. Mm. And so many people say how life-changing that is. And I just think, oh my gosh, it's such a simple exercise to sit down and think of all the things you do and then start to implement them. But as you said, you know, that is you embodying more of that feminine energy, right? Totally. I have a very similar exercise I do with my uh, with my clients, and I actually call it the pleasure uh, pre- pleasure practice. Okay, and it's like we we often are very 
afraid of pleasure because it's like, you know, sex is kind of taboo in society and all of these things. So I'm like, well, you know, pleasure doesn't only have to do around sexual things. It's like, write down a list of 50 things that bring you pure pleasure. And that could be sipping a hot steaming mug of tea as you're watching the snow falling outside that could be raising your face to the sun and like soaking in the warmth as it kisses you right all of these things bring pleasure because women are just like oh they're so afraid of this pleasure in their life because maybe they've had some trauma around it or something like this i'm like no our life is meant to be enjoyed our life is meant to be pleasurable it's meant to feel great so allow yourselves to write that list and do at least three things out of that list every single day. Oh, I love that. I love that extra step you've taken with that of adding in the pleasure aspect of it, Nora. That's genius. Yeah, because, and, and you know, pleasure is just, it's just like, oh my God, like I can't do it. It's like we don't allow ourselves to have pleasure. It's like, we've got to work hard. And I had that for many years. I have to work hard. And then the more I realized, no, let me introduce pleasure into my work too. All right. And then it's just kind of like gotten easier and easier to manifest, to make more money, to be in my feminine magnetism. And I always say around being like, uh, you know, feminine magnetism is like, it's actively passive. It's not just, I'm going to lay back on my couch and like, everything's going to happen. No, I am constantly working on how I want to feel and how I can step back so it's not like work, 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 work and all the doing, but it's internally doing the work internally. So understanding who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? How do I want to feel? Yeah, I'm just taking that in for a minute. I mean, it goes back to, you know, I, I told you before we hit record on this interview this past year or so, I've really been learning about feminine energy and implying that in my life. And one thing I've learned is women work in cycles, right? Uh, especially in our monthly cycles. Yet we've been taught of just go, 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 hustle, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. But as I've embraced more of this cycle every month of, okay, here's when I bloom and here's when I rest and all these things, it has rocked my world. But it it was so scary, Nora, because before, you know, I was in that kind of rat race of go, 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 go. And it was scary to think if I'm not going all the time, am I still going to hit my goals? And like you've experienced, I, it, I have, and it's been such a better experience, but I think it's easy for us to say that because we are our own business leaders, um, or owners, and we lead women. What about those women who are in this corporate environment? And I have a lot of clients who are, are like in finance or in the oil and gas industry, which are very masculine based. How can they implement their more feminine energy in the workplace? Mm, beautiful question. Yeah. Um, I would go back to, first of all, doing a little bit of a list, a little bit journaling around what makes you feel feminine. What, what makes you feel a little bit softer? What actually does light you up? Where do you feel the joy from the inside coming? And again, this doesn't have to be huge things, but it can be as, a, you know, maybe wearing a, a lacy, you know, bra underneath your suit because, you know, you've got that. It's like, mm, this is like my little secret, right? Maybe if you are into crystals, it's like slipping a crystal into your bra or keeping it in your pocket. Maybe it is, you know, having a really beautiful um, image on the side of your desk, right? There's all these little things that you can do that, that serve as little reminders that, okay, I can, I can drop into this. Also, do you know how beautiful the breath is? 
and really calming us down into a feminine energy. And the simple thing that you can do is inhale for three seconds and exhale for six. And that will calm your nervous system down to the state of like, okay, I got this. I feel softer. I feel more calm. Because what I associate with the masculine go, go, go is a very like kind of shortened breath too. Like ah, I've got to get this done ah, ah, and stress levels, right? So just inhale and just ah, let it out. So there's all these small practices that you can be doing within a very masculine work environment, which can drop you deeper into this place of like, oh, beauty, nurturing, surrender, pleasure. Yes. And it seems so simple what Nora is saying, but it works, especially mm -hmm. if you're doing it consistently you know, every day, maybe you take it a couple of times that you're doing that. Um, or like she said, you know, having that lacy bra underneath your shirt. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many ways that you can incorporate that. And another thing that really helps me, Nora, is when I'm doing those breaths is I have my hands kind of on my heart, one hand on my heart and one kind of over like my uterus, mm. kind of those chakras there and just taking those and tapping back into those most feminine areas. So totally. just the yeah. connection between our most, you know, the, the womb is like the, the, the center of creation. We birth from there, right? We give new life. So um, allowing yourself to just, you know, even if you've never done this before, just placing a hand there and just say, I acknowledge, I acknowledge that, that this is a seed of, of creation of, of life giving. Just start right there. Because I know a lot of women may be like, I don't feel anything. I don't understand this connection. But it's okay. You can simply give an acknowledgement of gratitude and just start there. And you can do that every day. And just be like, okay, I just acknowledge that I do have power. I give life from here. Yes. And I know me back in the day, Nora, goodness, not even that long ago, just a few years ago, I was one of those people who didn't really feel, even though internally I felt a lot. Um, I would just pride myself of, oh, I'm not going to feel. And I grew up in an environment where we didn't really talk about feelings or express feelings and it was looked at as weak. And so it was really hard for me to um, get to this place and do these kinds of things. So if you're somebody out there who is like, man, this is really wacky and woo woo and this is stupid, just know I was there and I'm so glad to be on this other side now and you can get there too. It takes a lot of mindset work. Nora mentioned some of that, some of the beliefs we have, maybe there's some trauma you need healing. Um, but it, once you get to this place, it's amazing. Would you agree, Nora? Yeah. And it's so funny because I often will go back into the go, go, go. Right. And then I'm just like, Hey, wait, like, that's not who I want to be. I want to be like, for me, it's like ease. Like the words that I always kind of meditate on and journal on is like ease and grace and playfulness and fun. I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of life that I want to create ease and grace and fun and playfulness. Right. Um, and so maybe just think of like, how, how, how would you like your life? Even if you're working for somebody else, you can think of these words, like how would you like to, you know, start to create your reality like that and just Repeat that every single day. Yes, ease and fun and grace and playfulness. Yeah, feeling connected. And just say those things because the beauty of being human, and I always say that we are human feelings, not only human beings, is because that when we choose um, a word like fun and playfulness, we actually think of fun and playfulness. So we start to embody it. 
So when I'm going ease, you're probably like, oh, ease. Yeah, I like the sound of ease. Fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember times when I had fun playfulness. Oh, my God. Yes. Right. And so you can just choose a couple of words and just start by repeating those to yourself. Yeah, that's genius, Nora. I do the same thing. My word is usually simple, peace and simple. Mm. Yes. I love that. Ease, playful. You know, I work with clients and we do an exercise where we talk about their child self and they pull a picture and I, they describe them to me. And I can't tell you how many clients, it's a very moving exercise for them because they say, I miss this part of me. Mm. I miss this being. And what Nora is describing here to me in a lot of ways, when you're embracing that feminine is that child self, but a more mature version, but that fun, like she says, and that ease. And like I said, that peace and that simplicity, you were once that at one time and you can still incorporate that. A lot of times in our society, we say, oh, that's immature or you're not being smart or responsible, but you can have a balance with it. And Mm. it's just so much better. I can't, I mean, it's just so much better on the side. It's just so much better. Just take our word for it. Um, It is. Okay. So I want to go back to a couple things, Nora. One thing we talked about was sex and how pleasure and sex is very tied to one another. And because of that, that's why we kind of shy away from pleasure because we think, oh, that's bad or wrong or, you know, not appropriate or whatever. So why are we so ashamed of sex today? Yeah. And, you know, I grew up in India where, you know, sex definitely wasn't talked about. You had to cover yourself. Like uh, I didn't feel safe if I was like wearing skimpy clothes. So for me, it was definitely shameful. Like it wasn't okay to want to be wildly free. And in the sense of like, where would I want to wear? And just like, I have a very joyous character by nature. So I felt ashamed. And so that was like when I started to do the work around shame and sexuality in my life these last couple of years. And what I really came to, to, to realize is that as a culture, as a society, we are so confused about sex because it is so taboo. And yet when we look at advertising, sex sells, right? There's like the sexy toothbrush ad. There's that (laughs) sexy woman on the car. I mean, they're using kind of sex to sell anything nowadays, right? And so it's been, it's plastered everywhere in our face. And we're like, okay, cool. All right, all right, right. And then we're getting these messages. No, no, you can't talk about sex. Sex is bad. Like, you know, our sex education school is is like you know don't do this you're gonna get an std watch out for pregnancy be fearful 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 right and so we're getting such confusing messages around sex and sexuality and then and then you kind of stumble and you know as you go through puberty like either your parents were really open about it or they didn't even talk about it my parents didn't talk about it and so you're kind of just like fumbling and making up your own stories and belief systems around sex and sexuality and pleasure and so we're just a really confused bunch of people around sex and sexuality. Yeah. So how can we change that? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really, I, I, I suggest starting to look at like, what are your beliefs around sex and sexuality, particularly your own sexual sexuality? If you're feeling shameful, it means like you think what you're doing is wrong. So who told you that? What what was you know what were your teachers telling you? Right? As you know, as children, you know, up to age of seven and eight, like we're just absorbing all this information. So it's like, who told you what? And then be like, well, how would I like to feel around sex? Would I just like to be fe- feeling really open? Would I like to be feeling confident? Would I, it's like, 
pleasure going to be my number one priority in life now? Okay. So just really looking back at what are the stories you've been telling yourself and then sitting down and being like, okay, cool. So I understand that's what I thought right now. Now let's create the future. What would I like to think? Um, and then it's kind of having to work through and break down limiting beliefs. And it's like, that's a whole nother topic of how do you rewrite your limiting beliefs? Cause we, it's a limiting belief is a story you create for yourself based on an event that happened in the past, which created a feeling inside of you. And you're believing that this feeling is the truth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So Nora, what, what I experience a lot with clients is because I'm here in the States and I'm in the South part of the United States, which Christianity is big here. So the messaging we get here in the South is don't ever have sex before marriage, which very few people stick to. So then it's this kind of behind the scenes world of, oh, I've done this thing, which I know I probably shouldn't do, but I've done it anyway, even though I know everybody else is doing it, but I'm still a really bad person. And then when you get married, it's like, okay, you guys go at it like rabbits. And so it's very confusing. (laughs) Very yeah, confusing. Exactly. It's exactly what I said. We're getting such mixed messages about sex. So everyone's just kind of like figuring it out for themselves and being like, oh, am I doing it all right? Like what's going on? Okay, I'm getting really hurt. And then we entangle sex and love together. And then it creates this whole trauma around, oh my God, I'm not lovable. I'm not loved. Oh my God, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. And like you said, we could have a whole episode or a whole series on, let's just talk about limiting beliefs with sex. So hopefully if you're even new to the term limiting beliefs, you're starting to understand just from that one area of life, how you are holding yourself back based on just beliefs you have. I know I have had to do a lot of work in my own life with beliefs in all areas, but especially sex. And I didn't even have trauma around sex. I've had a pretty good experience in that area. And there were still a lot of cleanup. And to do that, it's now opened my world to a much better sex life and just being able to really embody this feminine energy. Because I think for a lot of women, they have to kind of work through those beliefs to fully embody the feminine. Have you found the same to be true, Nora? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reason that you're not feeling feminine is because you think that you can't, right? Which is a story because you can. (laughs) Well, and and we think because the feminine is, oh, sexy and sexy is bad and sexy maybe gets me in trouble because maybe, you know, just little slaps on the hand to bigger things of then I get unwanted attention and then, you know, maybe something bad happens. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's so interwoven into how you grew up and the messages that you got from your family. And like, I remember my dad telling me like, you can't wear that. And I was like, well, I'm going to wear it anyway. Right. Um, So then, you know, then feeling slightly ashamed and then starting to doubt myself. Oh, should I wear this? Should I not wear it? And then going into the rebel, like, oh my God, F this, I'm going to wear it anyway. Right. And so that creates stories in our mind, how around how um, we think that we can show up in this world. Yeah. I even see it with my daughter who is nine and she goes to different camps or at school and they're like, well, girls can't wear these workout pants or they can't wear hot shorts, but boys have no restrictions or you girls can't wear toothpieces, but boys obviously are just wearing shorts. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah. You know? 
Well, so we're just getting the, the message here is we're getting those messages constantly, everyone. So be mindful of it. Um, and that's a really great way to start to understand how can I embody my feminine more, maybe just looking at those limiting beliefs with sex. So, okay, we're going to leave that subject and let's talk about relationships now, Nora, mm. and how we can become magnetic to men and how we can embody our feminine energy more in relationships. So give us all your tips. Yeah. So, you know, a woman who is, you know, magnetic, she will just draw the men to her because a man loves a independent woman who can just stand in the room and be like, hey, this is me. And she's radiating. And so men just love that. And I actually did an experiment and, and I did this for about a couple of weeks where I was just like, okay, let's see which men I can attract to me, but just fully owning myself and owning my opinions, um, you know, just like, when I walked into any room or any workshop or co-working space or anything uh, here in Bali, I was just like, right, I'm going to walk in. I set the intention to be a magnetic woman. Like I just set the intention, right? And it was fascinating what kind of like, which, which men were coming up to me, um, even the messages I was getting on Instagram. And, and so it works, okay? Because a man doesn't want a needy woman. A man doesn't want a woman who takes herself so seriously. He doesn't want a woman who complains all the time. Think about it. I don't think you'd want a man like that either. So, um, you know, do you, can you just own, like, I always say that I'm, I'm very picky. Some people call me bossy, but I'm just like, no, I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And I'm, you know, not willing to do the things that I don't like doing. Sometimes compromise can come in, but it's just like, no, like I know that I'm not going to go to that restaurant because I don't like the food. So I, I'm very self-assured in what I do want in my life and what I do like in my life. So if you think about a man and a relationship and your ideal relationship you want to have, this is a great thing to journal on. How do you want to feel in your relationship? How do you want to feel in relation to the attention from your man? How do you want to feel in the, in the relationship according to spaciousness and freedom? How do you want to feel in the relationship according to um, having your own voice heard? These are all things you can journal on and um, allow that I'm going to say manifest, but I don't, I don't know if I want to say manifest, allow that to come to you. When you can get very clear on the type of feelings you want in the relationship, you'll see that the men like that start appearing in your life. And yeah, it was doing this experiment was just so fascinating because I was always, I had anxiety for 10 years. I didn't say this part of my story, but like from age about 24 till, you know, my early thirties, I had severe anxiety where I felt really small. Um, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust the universe. I didn't trust that I was okay. I didn't feel safe. And so I've come out of that and I've come out of it with 10 years of personal development, which is why I now teach feminine magnetism and self-worth and self-confidence and relationships because I know what it was like. I was in the pits. I couldn't even leave my house when I was living in London because there was something out to get me. And that just brings shiveries when I just talk about that because I remember that feeling so well. And so now I'm like the opposite where I'm joyful. I am radiant and men are attracted to that quality they love that they want somebody who's playful they want someone to go on adventures with them they want somebody who can challenge them sometimes yeah Nora how old are you <laughs> I'm turning 35 this year oh my gosh you I would have guessed you were in your late 20s 
You look incredible. You're incredible. And by the way, we're the same age. You're about about a year younger than me, but yeah. Um, Okay. So a couple of things I want to go back on, on what you said there Um, in regards to the magnetism. So when Nora was talking, she's like, oh, you're going to bring these men in your life. Right. And that's such a great exercise when you're single. And I did a similar exercise when I was single, Nora. Um, and it wasn't how I want to feel and embody more of that feminine. It was more from a masculine place of here's the qualities that this person may have. Um, but I will say it works to get really clear on what it is that you want. And I love Nora's addition there of how you're feeling in that. What are you embodying? What qualities are you bringing out? Um, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and listen to this interview and I'm going to have a printable for everybody with those journaling questions because those were yeah. such gold. Um, so in the show notes, you can go find the link and get the printable. Um, the other thing I want to bring up there is... M- I know you may be somebody who's in a relationship, the listener out there, um, you know, or you're in a marriage and sometimes things get stale or flat or do you just, as you grow, maybe your spouse doesn't grow with you. And I count, I encounter this a lot with clients and I am in a marriage now it's a newer marriage, but it's still a marriage. And as many people heard on the podcast earlier this year, late last year, we were just in a really funky position. And what we had to do is we had to do some internal work to get there, but just know that what Nora is talking about here with these questions and asking yourself, it still works. Just sometimes when you're in the process of bringing in the new, you have to clear out the old to bring in that new, but the right teachers or the right things will appear in a way for you to get and create and manifest whatever it is you're wanting in your relationship. You just have to get really clear again on what it is you want. And then it comes to you. Does that all make sense? Nora? And do you agree with what I said? I totally agree. And also just one tip I want to say, if you are in a a relationship, long-term relationship uh, and or married, the number one relationship killer is assumptions. You start assuming things about your partner because you think that you know them. And that leads to, that means you're not allowing them to change. So for, I always give this example, you like your coffee blacks, you you know, your husband always makes you black coffee. And yet for me, I'd, I'd always be asking, do you still want your coffee black? Would you like milk in it? Like you're, otherwise you're just assuming that for the rest of his life, you know, or the rest of your life, you're going to want your coffee black. And so the number one killer is assumptions. And the best way to get over assumptions is to ask, is this still what you like? Does this still bring you pleasure? Do you still want to go on this vacation together, right? Communication is key in any relationship. I always say, if there's no communication, you actually don't have a relationship. Yes. You know, I'm taking a marriage course right now, Nora, and they call it a suicide when we assume. It's so true. And on that note, I want to add to what Nora said of not only asking those questions, but also having the courage to express your needs and saying, Hey, I really want this from you. Again, men really like that. And if you're coming at it and not in a nagging way, like for example, with my husband and I, this past week, I've just kind of felt this different energy in our evenings the energy has changed for me and I really want our evenings to look different. And he just wasn't picking up on my energy. So I just made it very clear to him of, Hey, in the evenings, I really want your attention on me. Like I'm ready because the past few years we had a son and I've been really tired and I haven't been really present, but I'm getting to that place again. And me just 
continuously dropping these playful hints of, oh, I just can't wait until we're looking at each other and we're doing this and da 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 da. Again, coming at it from a more feminine perspective or um, way. I mean, it's just been amazing. And it's so powerful to be able to share those things with somebody and saying what your needs are. I, I coach so many women who say, oh, I really want this for my husband. And I say, well, have you told him? Oh no, no, I can't do that. I'm like, ah, we've got to have the courage to say these things and to say it in a way where we're not complaining and be willing if it's interpreted in the wrong way to still come at a place of asking questions and, and seeking that understanding and realizing it's not really about you. It's about them and holding space for them to work through whatever they need to work through to get there. Make sense, Nora? And do you agree? Yeah. I 100% agree. And the way that I frame the question, and I do this in all my relationships now, relationships aren't only love relationships. We live in a relational society. So this is any relationship, the relationship you have to your boss, the relationship you have to your mother, your kids, okay? But I frame it this way. I have a request. May I ask you my request? And then I say, I have a request and then they can then, it just softens it and saying, this is coming from a need. And my request may be like, I really need your attention tonight or from your boss. I really need you to whatever you want to say. Right. It's just like, I have a request and now they can then say, okay, I can, you know, complete that request. That's not possible. Or maybe they can give you I can do this maybe. How's this instead? So it might not be a direct fulfillment, but it might be a compromise, which feels equally as good to you. Yeah. I love that, Nora. Freaking genius. (laughs) That's coming at it from a way that's powerful, but yet feminine and open to discussion. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we could talk all night long or in your case, all morning long. Um, but I want to kind of wrap it up and I want to ask you, what are the top five practices a woman can do c- to connect back to herself and really start to grow this feminine radiance? Beautiful, beautiful question. Top five practices. I really put in there uh, probably as a number one, tuning into feelings and really understanding how do you actually want to feel. And that's a simple just exercise. How do I feel now and how do I actually want to feel? Okay, so just getting clarity on how you want to feel because that's the beauty of being alive is we get to choose how we want to feel. Uh, Number two, I would definitely say move your body. Okay, move your body. I like to just put my favorite music on and just dance around my living room or dance with friends. Just do something that moves your body. That's, That's moving stuck energy. And like I said, Shakti is vibration. It's meant to move. The feminine is meant to move. Um, So that would be number two. Number three would be um, to surround yourself with women who already are maybe a little bit more in touch with their femininity um, than you are so that you can kind of learn from them by just being in their presence. So if there is a woman who's already radiant and like, you'll know who it is in your life because you're naturally attracted to her. Just give her a call. Can I have coffee with you? Can I, you know, can I, you know, be in your presence ultimately? So that would be number three. Number four is beautify yourself. 
to feel good. Now, that might look like anything for you. That might be doing your hair. That might be not wearing makeup. That might be, you know, wearing your favorite outfit. That might be wearing sexy underwear. Whatever it is for you, beautify yourself so that you feel really good. And another thing then, I think we're on number five. No idea. Was it number five? I wasn't keeping count. Um, <laughs> another thing that I would definitely do is nurturing practices. What self-care, okay? Nurturing self-care. Maybe that is going to the spa. Maybe that is, you know, having your husband massage you. Maybe that is, um, you know, sitting quietly on the porch, reading a book. Something that you love doing for only yourself, not for anyone else. Oh, such amazing tips, Nora. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And they're simple. They're simple. Just it is. It. It's simple. Put it, yeah. put it as a no. If you're really interested in this, if you're really feeling frustrated, if you're really feeling so super masculine in your life and it's just not working for you, make it a non-negotiable in your week that you're doing at least two of these practices. Yeah. Right? Just make it a non-negotiable. The same thing if you got credit card debt and you're like, I want to get out of credit card debt. It's a non-negotiable in your life. You're going to stop spending. You're going to stop doing all those things. You can do the same with this. Make it a non-negotiable that you want to tune into your femininity. Yeah. Okay. I have one more question for you. I know I said that was the last one, but how would you describe if somebody is in too much of a masculine energy, how will they be feeling and how will they be showing up? Um, they'll be feeling frustrated, a lot of anger. They'll be feeling kind of, I describe it like dry and brittle, like almost on the edge of burnout. And I felt that personally my last, last week, cause I was just working too much. And then I was like, Nope, that's not me. I'm taking two days off and doing absolutely nothing apart from what I'm called to do in the moment. So it's just kind of like dry brittleness of like maybe low level anxiety coming out too. Um, just feeling, feeling like restless, like what is my purpose? Like what am I actually doing? Um, it's, it's also, I, I like to say it feels very boxy, very square, like no, this, no, that, no, like edgy right mm -hmm. and so for me the feminine is definitely more flowing more graceful more like connected connected to myself connected to nature um that's another thing you can do is just walk in nature don't have your phone on you don't have a podcast don't do any of that literally just go out in nature and just like look at the trees look at the ground and just say i appreciate you thank you for being here you're my favorite you're my favorite too just connect into back back towards this universal energy of beauty of growth right we say mother nature she is feminine yeah yeah i and i felt exactly that way when um when i realized okay something's got to change it was just this constant burnout feeling of push yeah. push 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 burnout and to listening to a lot of men in business because they put themselves out there a lot especially in our industry Nora of the online space of oh and then you develop these courses and you just go sit on the beach and i thought this is just not working i want to be connected to my clients i want to feel you know what they feel and go through it with them and that's when i was like i need to look at a different method 
So if you're feeling that way, I can completely relate. I'm sure Nora can relate as well. Um, And again, Nora, you dropped so much goodness on this. I think this is one of my favorite podcast episodes to date. It is amazing how much you dropped. Um, So kind of tell us where can people connect with you and what do you have coming in the pipeline so people can work with you? Yeah, beautiful. Thanks for the opportunity for sharing my passion. Um, Come, you know, come, I would say, come friendly, stalk me on my Instagram, slide into my DMs, send me a voice note, send me a video. I will always reply because I am about connection. I am about building relationships. That is who I am. So slide into my DMs, say, hey, I heard you on the podcast with Lindsay. Oh my God. Like, you know, be there, be active, be like, this is me. This is my commitment to myself. Uh, you can come uh, find me on um, on my website, also norawendell.com. And what's upcoming is my signature course, actually. It's a live group coaching course. It's 10 weeks and it's called Becoming Magnetic. 10 weeks to becoming the most magnetic woman in the room. And we really go through what do you think of yourself? What are your self-beliefs? What are your limiting beliefs? How does your inner child throw emotional temper tantrums in your adult life? And this often looks like self-sabotaging patterns because as children, we have unmet emotional needs that if they're still not recognized as adults, They rule our lives. And I go into feminine embodiment practices, which is how do you reconnect to who you are as a woman? Like, what does that feel like for you? Um, I teach breast massage, which when I started to doing changed my relationship to my body. And now I have such compassion and softness towards myself and my body. And I also teach tantric energy principles of, you know, attraction of um, uh, allowing yourself to become magnetic in the based upon the Indian um, philosophy of energy management. And then we really tune into what does the new version of you, this woman who is magnetic, look like in the world. So Come and join that program if this kind of like got you really excited on the in uh, on the inside listening to me talk. Yeah, and those of you who have worked with me, this would be like taking what we've done but put it with a feminine spin, mm-hmm. and really using a lot more body work because we've done a lot of mindset work. So it would be like a two to what we've done. And if you haven't worked with me, you're gonna get a taste of what I kind of do with clients with Nora, but with again that really feminine focus. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, great work, Nora. I want to take it. I want to join it. That sounds amazing. So much goodness. Um, Well, thank you again, Nora, for coming on the show and dropping all your wisdom with us. You are so appreciated and so loved. Thank you for doing everything you do in the world and for sharing your wisdom with us. It was my absolute pleasure to share my passion with you. And if you're listening to this right now, just put your hand on your heart. Take a nice big inhale. Open mouth, exhale, and just know that you are doing so much more amazing than you think you are. Oh, so true. Thank you, Nora. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash community. 
And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. But until we meet again, remember my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.